Welcome to Steamy Stories. This daily podcast features the best developing authors of love stories, along with exotic journals of passionate and explicit human interaction. Our curators have selected stories each day, bringing a diverse collection of storylines. Some are historic, some are futuristic, but they all relate to the human quest of physical and emotional desires for sexual expression. We delve into the youthful discovery of sexuality. We chronicle the vast expressions of healthy affection and sex drive. We feature the creative ways that real people overcome life's adversities and limitations and still find sexual fulfillment. And we celebrate the successes of people who restore losses in their love life and go on living in a pleasurable and generous way. Balanced sexuality is essential to healthcare for body, soul, and spirit. Subscribe to Steamy Stories podcast in your mobile apps and browsers. And now, today's story. The Manor, Masquerade, Part 1 A Costumed Orgy in True Manor Style Chapter 18 By Bradenton Larry for Literotica The Masquerade, Part I Torsha was feeling more relaxed about life in the manor. Somehow, knowing that life here was relatively safe and stable translated into feeling more comfortable with going with the flow. There was also the fact that time was somehow not in sync with their normal world, which meant, Torsha thought, that it didn't really make a lot of sense to worry about how long they were gone. Perhaps she would return to Sarah only minutes after she left, or maybe a hundred years had already passed. This last thought was sad, but there wasn't anything to be done about it right now. She and Don would find a way back if there was one, but for tonight she could relax and enjoy the masquerade party. Amy, Jamie, Shalonda, and then Ilsa, Natalia and Keiko, helped Torsha and Nicole find costumes. However, Torsha needed less help than before, since, once she had an idea of what she wanted to wear, it became very easy to find appropriate elements for the costume in the immense wardrobe. As she was adjusting her hat, Ilsa came up to her and said, Ah, but you must have a mask. Everyone has to wear a mask. Why? That's what makes this a masquerade and not just a costume party, Ilsa said with a smile. The rule tonight is that no one takes off their mask, at least while they are in the ballroom. It's fun to guess who people are. Oh, and although you can play with anyone, if someone guesses your name, you're supposed to stop whatever you're doing and play with them. But everyone I know is here, Torsha said, disappointed that she wouldn't be able to play this last game very well. Well, then you won't have to guess, and we'll have to go with you if you whisper our name in our ear, Ilsa smiled. Oh? Torsha grinned. I like that. Where are the masks? When everyone was done Torsha took stock of the other women's costumes. Ilsa was wearing a sheer, powder blue robe, open, of course, with a small pair of wings cleverly attached to the back, and a little halo over her head, which was kept bobbing there by the stiff wire attached to the little ring she had around her head. Natalia had the matching costume, cute little red horns poking out of her auburn hair, which she wore down this evening, flowing over her naked shoulders, a long red tail attached to a black garter belt, red stockings, and very sexy stiletto heels. Keiko was wearing a naughty schoolgirl costume, complete with plaid skirt, 
buttoned white shirt, short white socks and patent leather shoes, and had pulled her black hair into pigtails. Marissa, who Torsha hadn't seen since returning to the wardrobe, was wearing a long black dress with a plunging neckline, a black leather corset, dark eyeshadow, and blood-red lipstick, and was the sexiest vampire since Elvira. Jamie was dressed as a pirate wench. Amy had found a surprisingly flexible, armored top, which pushed her breasts up in a distracting way, and a pleated skirt to go with her warrior sandals, shin guards and armbands, to complete a very nice warrior woman look. Shalonda was a cute and not at all frightening witch, including a tall, pointed black hat. Finally, Nicole had put together a very good Alice in Wonderland costume, complete with blonde wig. It seemed appropriate, Nicole laughed. Torsha agreed, even though they were the only two who got the joke. Everyone was wearing appropriate masks, most quite small and color-coordinated, but Marissa's dark red one had extra-large eye holes, Natalia's had flame-like points along the top, and Amy's was a shiny bronze and covered much more of her face, though, of course, it left her mouth free. When they were all happy with their costumes, they went out into the waiting room, where they met the men. The player wore a sumptuous royal robe, a crown and nothing else. Peter had on a cowboy hat, a vest, and pair of chaps. Igor wore only a Viking helmet with horns. Don was wearing a colorful jester's hat, a matching top, with puffy sleeves and wild coloring, that hung down below his belt far enough to hide his privates, for the moment, and bright red shoes with toes that curled up into points. Wow, Torsha laughed, this is quite a coincidence. Don gaped at her and said, I'd say it's too much of a coincidence. What? Don't you like my costume? Torsha was wearing a Harlequin costume much like Don's, except that hers was covered in black and white diamond shapes, had sleeves that fit her slender arms snugly, and had a plunging neckline and was backless. Oh no, Don said, I like it very much. It's just well, I picked this costume because of a dream I had, about you, the night before we woke up here, and in the dream you were wearing a black and white Harlequin costume. Torsha frowned, you're right, that is very weird. What do you think it means? I have no idea, Don said. He seemed more disturbed by this than any of the other things that had happened in their time in the manor. While they had been talking, the player, or, as he was styling himself this evening, his royal majesty, had led the whole party out to the spiral staircase and down to the ballroom. The massive hall was much as it had been for the ball several nights ago, but now it was even more crowded, with a wide assortment of costumed characters. Music was playing, and people were dancing, but there didn't seem to be the organized ritual of a particular dance going on, or anything else on the order of a systematic matching game. Like before, Torsha and Don started with a bite to eat and some water. Shalonda and Nicole followed along. Torsha watched Don with interest. He seemed preoccupied. Finally, as he tossed a banana peel into the waste bin, he said, I think I know how to find the way out of here. What? Torsha asked surprised. How? Don smiled and said, I'm not sure, and I'd rather just try it and see, if you don't mind. But there's no point in leaving at night, is there? I mean, we've got a safe, 
warm place to spend the night and are all dressed up, right? Torsha nodded, that makes sense. So, I say we enjoy this party, Don said. It might be the last one for a while. Torsha smiled and nodded. Nicole nodded with a bit less of a smile, and Shalonda frowned but nodded. Don went on then, saying, just to make sure we don't get separated, I suggest we all stay in here unless we all leave together. You're sounding ominous now, Nicole said. Oh, well, sorry about that, Don smiled. I guess that was a bit dramatic. I just want to make sure everyone who wants to try to leave is here, that's all, so we don't have to hang around or go looking for anyone. So, for now, Nicole said with a grin, enjoy the party. Exactly, Don nodded. Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into, Nicole said to Shalonda, and the two turned to wander off into the crowd. Okay, Torsha said. Seriously, you did sound ominous. It's probably nothing, Don shrugged. I just don't want anything to go wrong, meaning, I don't want us to get separated. On the other hand, like I said, this may be the last chance we have to enjoy, well, this kind of party, so we should live it up. Torsha smiled at him, just stay in the ballroom. Exactly, he said again. Why don't we make this interesting, she asked with a mischievous smile. Oh? I'm all ears, he laughed. Well, I was going to suggest we keep score somehow, but that doesn't seem quite fair. No, it's certainly not, Don grinned. You've demonstrated that over and over again. What can I say, she shrugged, I'm both popular and talented. So why don't we try this, you go off in one direction and I go off in the other. We each find our own amusements, and then, only after those first amusements, we start looking for each other, but without being seen by the other. When one of us can whisper the other's name into their ear, the whisperer wins. I like it. What do I win? Well, me, of course, she smiled, though I'll be winning you. We'll see, Don smiled. He then slipped his arm around her waist and pulled her in for a kiss. Torsha returned the kiss happily, and then let him slip away. She watched him heading toward the dance floor, and then started to work her way toward the stairs up to the gallery. She very deliberately made her way past an interesting and distracting assortment of costumes until she got to the middle of the gallery, midway between the two stairways. She kept away from the balcony railing, so Don was less likely to spot her. Only when she got to her desired location did she look around to assess what sort of mischief was afoot. It was still early in the party so things were a bit restrained, well, by manner standards. On the bench to her right a musketeer was getting a lap dance screw from a woman wearing the top half of a tuxedo costume as well as a top hat. To the left, a serving wench and a fairy princess were enthusiastically making out with hands between each other's legs. Thinking back to the earlier conversation with Robert in the library, Torsha thought it was fascinating that the people around her, without any memory of their former lives, had selected coordinated costumes that must have appealed to them for some murky half-glimpsed reasons. Torsha wished she had thought to ask Shalonda why she had chosen to be a witch, 
though she was sure it would have been a fruitless inquiry. She was musing on these issues, as well as watching the people around her, when a hand grasped her arm and a voice said in her ear, Hello, Torsha. Torsha turned to see a man wearing a fancy courtier's jacket, cape and hat. He wore a sequined white mask, behind which were brown eyes. His hair was dark and his skin a dusky, Mediterranean hue. She remembered her little escapade with Don and four other guys in the corridor upstairs. She smiled and quietly said, David. He smiled and nodded. Knowing the rules of the masquerade, Torsha allowed herself to be led over to an empty area of the bench. She felt a little ludicrous in her harlequin costume sitting next to a bottomless courtier with a raging hard-on, but still, she was flattered that David had not only remembered her but had identified her in her costume. David set his hat to the side and said, there's something I've wanted to do since the other day. With that, he promptly got on his knees and parted her thighs. He lifted the bottom of her short harlequin's dress and began to kiss the insides of her thighs. Torsha relaxed and leaned back, pushing herself forward on the bench. As David's lips and tongue began to caress and tease her, Torsha felt her arousal quicken. She looked down at his masked face between her legs and ran her fingers through his dark hair. He sucked on her clit and a little shudder passed through her. Torsha closed her eyes a little and let the sensations of David's mouth on her be the center of her attention. She noticed that she was rocking her hips and then enjoying the feeling of several fingers moving inside her. After several minutes of this, Torsha knew she was ready for more. She bent down and said to David, come up here and have a seat. He quickly did as she suggested, and Torsha got up over him, facing the wall and holding the top of the backrest of the bench, and lowered herself down on his ready and very willing cock. Peter held himself erect for her, until she was properly impaled upon it. Then, with a playful grin on her face, Torsha began to ride up and down on him. She concentrated on squeezing his cock with her pussy. She wanted him to come and didn't care whether or not she did. She knew there would be plenty for her, and she wanted to start the evening off making David come. After all, he had been so helpful to her the other day. David didn't seem to object to this plan at all and very soon he was arching his back to push himself up into her as his cum filled her pussy. Smiling down at him, she said, thank you, good sir. She gave him a quick kiss and then climbed off him. Torsha looked around a bit and then headed off toward the end of the gallery opposite the one she'd come up. By now, the general state of orgy was going strong. Not too far off, she spied a woman wearing a sexy gypsy costume kneeling over the face of a man who was lying on his back and wearing what looked to be a gangster's pinstripe jacket and vest. While being licked from below, the gypsy was giving a thorough blowjob to a cowboy who was not Peter. No one was attending to the gangster's erection, though, and this seemed like a shame to Torsha. In the spirit of wild abandon, which was something she was getting quite used to, Torsha knelt down on the floor next to the gangster and began to stroke and suck his rigid cock. Torsha had only intended to give the man a quick blowjob and move on, but when she felt hands caressing her behind and lifting it up a bit, she obliged by leaning forward a little and lifting her butt in the air. She felt the head of a cock moving between her lips and begin to enter her. 
Natasha took a break from her cocksucking and looked over her shoulder to see someone wearing a rather extravagant Frankenstein's monster costume. She laughed a little, but pushed back on the monster's cock, letting it fill her up, and then went back to work on the cock in front of her. The gangster succumbed to her oral skills fairly quickly, shooting sticky, sweet cum into her waiting mouth as she pumped and sucked at his organ. The monster behind her, though, had endurance, and Torsha found herself enjoying the steady, deep fucking he was giving her. As the gypsy and gangster disentangled themselves and moved away, Torsha reached back, fumbled her costume aside, and began to play with her clit, feeling the monster's balls hitting against her fingers. She was a bit distracted, then, when a slender woman with long dark hair wearing a short little black twenties flapper dress and matching mask crawled up to her and began to kiss her. Torsha responded almost automatically, letting the young woman's tongue slip into her mouth and enjoying the feeling of having a woman's mouth on her own. Then, Torsha realized she had kissed this mouth before. She murmured, Virginia. The flapper stopped kissing her, looked carefully at the face wearing the black and white mask, and said, Torsha. Oh, it's good to see you. Have you been enjoying yourself? Yes, a lot, Torsha smiled. She kept playing with herself while the monster behind her kept at his work. So he wouldn't stop, Torsha kept pushing back at him while he fucked her. Torsha said to Virginia, I think I owe you a good licking. Oh, Virginia said and promptly turned around and sat down in front of Torsha, pulling her dress up and pushing her exposed pussy forward so Torsha could lower her mouth to it. Because both her hands were busy, Torsha just used her mouth, first kissing, then licking and sucking, Virginia's pussy and clit. The young woman had clearly been busy already, for there was quite a bit of pearly cum leaking out of her, though there was considerably less after a couple of minutes of Torsha's ministrations. Torsha had to pause in her tongue work when her first orgasm of the party hit her, blossoming like a slow-motion explosion in her nervous system. She shoved back onto the phallus inside her moaning and trembling. Apparently this was what Frankenstein's monster had been waiting for, because he promptly began pumping what felt like a bucket of cum into Torsha. As he drew out of her, Torsha smiled back over her shoulder at him before devoting her full attention to Virginia. Now she was able to use her left hand, which was no longer playing between her own legs, to help stimulate Virginia. Torsha pushed two, then three, fingers up inside the young woman's pussy, and began to fuck them in and out of her, as she licked at her clit with increased fervor and pressure. Virginia responded by pushing herself into Torsha's mouth and tongue. Torsha felt small, undoubtedly feminine, hands and lips on her backside then, and a moment after a mouth and tongue on her sex, licking and sucking up the cum there. Soon whoever this new person was began to focus on Torsha's clit, with her nose pushed into Torsha's wet pussy. Torsha tried her best to ignore these new distractions, though, and continued to make love to Virginia's sweet pussy and clit. She was rewarded finally with the girl's loud and extremely wet orgasm. Torsha kept lapping at her, though, and Virginia rode the wave to another gasping orgasm, before pushing away from Torsha's persistent mouth and hand. Torsha smiled up with a face wet from Virginia's own juices at the pretty girl in the flapper costume. Virginia smiled back and knelt down to kiss her. This led to a prolonged bit of making out, 
as Virginia playfully kissed and licked Torsha's face clean. While this was going on, another flapper, this one a blonde in a white dress and mask, and with much larger tits, came over and knelt down next to Virginia and said, Hi, Torsha. Hi, Chastity, Torsha smiled. Torsha just licked me to a wonderful orgasm, too, actually. Virginia grinned. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I'd be happy to see what I can do for you, Torsha smiled, but I need to get off my knees. Modesty, Virginia said, let this poor girl lay down. Yes, mm, laughed the woman who had been licking Torsha from behind. Torsha turned to see the pretty redhead, wearing a silver flapper's dress, kneeling behind her with a shiny wet chin. Torsha smiled at Modesty, who had annoyed her on her first day in the manor. Maybe she's not so bad, after all, Torsha thought. Torsha got on her back and Chastity immediately straddled her face, while Modesty got between Torsha's legs to go back to licking, and now, fingering. Chastity was facing a north, toward the top of Torsha's head, and Torsha reached up to hold the girls, but, getting her into just the right position, and began to lap at her sweet pussy and clit. Though it was hard to see with Chastity's bunched-up dress over her face, Torsha could tell that a man had come up to stand in front of the girl. Torsha figured, from that and the way Chastity was moving on her, that Chastity was sucking on the guy. Similarly, from the rhythmic way Modesty was being pushed into her below, Torsha guessed Modesty was being fucked from behind. Torsha found it exciting to be in the middle of all this sex. She would miss this when she and Don got out of the manor. Torsha was pleased that Chastity was the first of the three women to come. The busty blonde pressed down on Torsha's mouth and trembled and swayed for what seemed like a very long orgasm. Torsha was next, as another shuddering wave swept over and through her body. She could feel more than hear, modesty moaning as her own orgasm hit the leggy little redhead. Torsha pushed Chastity up a little and squirmed out from under and between the two girls. She had been right, Chastity was sucking off a man in a doctor's coat, while a highwayman plundered Modesty from behind. Also, Virginia was nearby, on her back in a 69 with a gypsy, who Torsha suspected was the gypsy who had earlier been sitting on the gangster's face. With a smile, Torsha decided it was time to start looking for Don, though she was in no hurry, the night was young, and she had XYZ coursing through her system. As she moved in the general direction of the nearest stairs, which was now the one opposite to the stairs she'd used to come up to the gallery, she caught sight of the musketeer she'd noticed earlier. He was standing up against the balcony railing on one side of a woman wearing a cute cocktail waitress costume, who had another man, a strapping, bare-chested gladiator, on the other side of her. The woman had a hard cock in each hand and was taking turns kissing each man. The men on the other hand had worked her top down to free her breasts, and were kissing and sucking on them when she wasn't making out with them. In addition, the gladiator had his hand between her stocking thighs and up her short skirt. Now that Torsha had a better look at the musketeer, she was sure he was familiar. Thinking the cocktail waitress wouldn't be too sorely disappointed, or unable to quickly find a replacement, Torsha decided to attempt to exercise her prerogative. She slipped up next to the musketeer, and whispered, Jason. 
The musketeer turned to her with a broad smile and whispered back, Hello, Torsha. He allowed himself to be led away from the cocktail waitress quite happily. Making it to the bench against the wall, Torsha pushed Jason down and said, I saw you getting a lap dance from the girl in the tuxedo earlier, would you like another one? Sure, he said without a second's hesitation. Torsha smiled and bent down over him. She kissed his cock and then promptly began to suck on it. To make sure she had his undivided attention, she took his full length into her mouth and throat. Then she pulled his butt forward on the seat and turned around facing away from him. With her feet on the floor in front of the bench, she straddled his lap, reached down to hold his cock up and in place, and then sank down on the hard, thick shaft. When she had him fully inside her, she began to wriggle on his lap, enjoying the sensation of his hardness being pressed against her in different ways as she shifted. Jason took hold of her by the waist, encouraging her to shift back and forth on him, as well as side to side. Torsha rode up and down on him a little, but always with some lateral motion when she was all the way down. Jason sat up and reached around to cup her breast with his left hand and to slip under her skirt to play with her clit with his right. He certainly knew what he was doing, and Torsha found herself enjoying this dance more than she'd expected. She noticed a man in front of her, watching. He was wearing an Arab sheik's headdress, a vest and pointy shoes out of a Sinbad movie, and was stroking a yummy cock. Torsha beckoned him over, and leaned forward a bit, to suck on the head of this new penis. With her hand wrapped tightly on the base of the sheik's cock, Torsha sucked up and down on it while she simultaneously rode up and down on Jason's shaft. The Sheik was either extremely impressed with Torsha's skills or he had been putting off his orgasm, because it didn't take much time at all before he was coming in Torsha's mouth and down her throat. She gulped it all down with a smile and gave the Sheik's cock one last kiss before letting it go. Feeling satisfied with herself, Torsha leaned back against Jason and continued to enjoy his cock and fingers. Then, she felt a hand on her shoulder and a woman's voice in her ear said, you're quite the sexy harlequin, Torsha. Torsha turned to see a woman wearing a purple robe and a crown. She had short dark hair, full tits, which were only partially hidden by her robe, and beautiful, long legs. Before Torsha could say, hello, Lilith, the other woman leaned in and kissed her warmly. Torsha knew she was obliged to now play with Lilith, and was actually quite eager to do so, but she wasn't quite done with Jason yet so she suggested, join us. Lilith kissed her again, this time longer and with more passion. Torsha's hands reached out to touch and caress Lilith's full breasts. They felt heavy, soft and wonderful. When there was a break in their kiss, Torsha said, say hello to Jason, Lilith. Ah yes, Lilith smiled, the Lord's acolyte, I should have known. Then she moved in to kiss Jason as warmly as she had just done with Torsha. While she did this, though, she took off her crown and put it on the bench next to Jason. Then she got up in front of Torsha and leaned over her, putting her luscious tits in Torsha's face. Torsha, who was still riding Jason, kissed and sucked on Lilith's breasts, moving from one nipple to the other and back. All the while, she was running her hands over Lilith's warm feminine body. Lilith then got on her knees in front of Torsha, 
and coaxed Jason's legs apart enough that she could lean in and begin to lick at his balls and Torsha's clit. An immediate shiver ran up Torsha's spine and she reached down to hold Lilith's head there. Torsha laid back on Jason as Lilith worked her tongue over Torsha's clit. Jason, meanwhile, cupped Torsha's breasts in his hands, squeezing them through the thin fabric of her costume. Soon Torsha was rocking on Jason's lap, working him in and out of her, while Lilith lapped at her. She was about to come when a gentle hand touched her cheek and turned her face to the side. Ilsa, still in her angelic costume, had snuck up on her and was now kissing her deeply. With Ilsa's tongue in her mouth, Lilith's tongue on her clit, and Peter's cock in her pussy, Torsha crested into an intense orgasm, moaning and shaking. When she could collect herself, Torsha pulled off Jason and got on the bench next to him, opposite Ilsa, and the three women proceeded to take turns sucking on him. He eventually shot a geezer of cum into the air and all over their faces. The women then leisurely licked Jason's cum off him and each other. This led, naturally enough, to the three women on the floor together while Jason watched them play from the bench. Before long, Lilith was on her back as Ilsa sat on her face, while Torsha lay on her belly between Lilith's legs, tying her clit and working her fingers, and then her whole hand in and out of Lilith's pussy. Torsha noticed that two women, a cheerleader and a very sexy kitten, were kneeling in front of Ilsa, each one sucking on her beautiful tits. Then, Lilith was coming in a twisting, writhing orgasm. Torsha smiled to herself and thought the night was off to a very good start. To be continued. By Bradenton Larry for Literotica. Thanks for joining us for today's steamy story. Come back tomorrow for another tale of explicit romance and passion. We hope you found pleasure in today's story. Be sure to subscribe to Steamy Stories Podcast in your mobile podcasting app. Our podcast server and website also contains our full library of past episodes. Happy dreams.